Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hello and welcome back. In this episode, I I really, really love it here. Let me just say that. In this episode, I'm speaking with Lisa Winicky. She is also a fellow podcast host and a speaker and an author and what I've found to be a very heart-centered person. She calls herself the wholehearted woman. And in this episode, you will see why. We talk about all things uh, around self-development, the power of choice. We talk about courage, self-love. We have a nice section about co-parenting and uncoupling. We talk about healing modalities that she has used in her own transformation as a person. It's a great episode. And I say that all the time about all the episodes, I'm sure. But I, when I say I love it here, I do love having these conversations. And I hope that you walk away inspired. Hello, hello, hello. Today we have Lisa Winicky here. And she is otherwise known as the wholehearted woman. Welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Janine. It's so nice to connect. This is what I love about being doing a podcast when it, the, the, where we are in the world doesn't matter. And especially during this time, this is ability to connect with people all over the world is just beautiful. Incredible. So thank you for having me on the show. Yes, yes, my absolute pleasure. So let us jump right into just who you are and what you're about, and then we'll get into some more divorce stuff later. Mm. Who am I? That changes every day. Mm. <laughs> so who am I? I am a mother. Mm. So my role is as a mother, first and foremost. And I haven't, I'm a mother of three boys, three teenage boys, twins who are 17 and a 13-year-old. And I have not always found motherhood easy, but now it is a, it, I have a deep drive and passion to leave a very strong legacy for my boys. In fact, they are what has me doing what I'm doing and is what had me, I get emotional every time, mm-hmm. <laughs> is what had me make the choice to leave mm-hmm. a marriage. And so I'm a mother of three. I'm, I've created a body of work called The Wholehearted Woman because I've spent the past 14 years moving from brokenhearted. I had bulimia and depression and anxiety for 20 years, which I had when I came into the marriage. No one knew. I had an incredible way of masking that to the world, to everyone. Mm. So 14 years ago, I had a pivotal, I had had the twins born three months early and I went into a very dark place. One of them was diagnosed with high functioning autism and everything came back. So I, yeah, I I had this pivotal moment about 14 years ago and it it led me on this path and there was a thirst inside of me to return to something that I hadn't, that I had forgotten, which is where I am now. And where, I mean, it's a constant unfolding and discovery process, Mm. but I, not but, and what I'm, what I'm feeling is I feel life now, like I've never felt life. You know, I have an extraordinary amount of courage, which I, people say I always did, yeah. but I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know it. So, you know, I do, I live and love wholeheartedly and I, I am a 
And because of that, I mean, you can't live wholeheartedly without being exceptionally vulnerable. And so that has been a process of coming from, you know, deep self-loathing to meeting my humanity in the most compassionate, kind and soft and tender ways so that I can be a model first and foremost for my boys. And then for my friends and my family and the people that I work with. Um, So that's really me in a nutshell. I've just turned 50 two weeks ago. So that's pretty exciting. And yeah, I, um, I have a love of music music and movement and dance is my medicine. Mm. Um, I discovered that when I was separating, I, you know, I'm a a meditator. I have a lot of practices that are built into my day. It's not just a morning routine. I'm very intentional and very deliberate with the way that I live. And for me, it's anchoring back very regularly to my heart and um, and having it guide me um, in more and more moments. Oh, oh, it's like you're tugging on my heartstrings. I love everything about this. My heart is like Mm. fluttering with joy. Mm. It sounds like such a wonderful place that you have found for yourself and for your boys. I I have goosebumps right now. Mm. Um, Thank you for receiving that. Yes, that was very clear. Very clear, very well articulated. Um, I will say happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Wonderful milestone. Mm. Uh, It sounds like it's been a journey for you Mm. from going from, when you say self-loathing, to wholeness now. Mm. Um, Could you talk about that process or what, how did this even happen or how long did it take was there a moment or was there a series of moments to get where you are now I would say every single moment of choosing something different to what I'd previously chosen Mm. added up to where I am now so you know there were thousands of moments Mm. that led me from thousands and thousands of moments that led me from there being so disconnected to self and not even knowing you know when i was presented 14 years ago by this woman that i went to see for my son not for me i want i I sought help for him not me because i thought there was something wrong with him okay being diagnosed and what i realized in that session with her was that was a reflection of the way i perceived myself which was broken Mm. and when she presented this opportunity or this invitation saying that he all he needs is my love Mm. and he doesn't need a plethora of people loving him the way that I perceive because that was my belief yeah that you're only lovable when you have a lot of people loving you Mm. and you're popular Mm. so when she presented this idea that actually the only thing that I needed to do and it's not simple it's not it is simple but it's not easy is to love myself I'd never been presented with that idea, that concept that was not even in my realm of awareness. So from that moment on, as I said, that led me on a path. And I would say, whether you want to say soul or heart led me mm-hmm. down a path that that had things coming into onto my path for me to serve me. So whether that was 
the right book at the right time or somebody that just came into my space or a mentor or a coach. You know, I've invested, I've been fortunate enough and I will say that I was fortunate enough to have an ex-husband who supported me in investing in my healing. Yeah. So I was, it was available to me. That doesn't mean that I had to choose to do it. I did choose to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've got friends that say I never left a st- I never leave a stone unturned. So if there's something there presented to me, I'll do it. I will do it. I'm so deeply committed mm-hmm. to transforming myself and growth now that whatever is presented, I will unearth whatever needs to be unearthed in order to liberate myself. Mm-hmm. So the moments have added up. And so that's why I always say to anyone that I work with or anyone I connect with, you might consider something small as not much, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, every single time you choose something for you, mm-hmm. it's a life-changing moment because it will lead you closer in the direction of what you want to create for your life. Yes. yes. There's never there's never a wrong decision. There's never a mistake. There's no mistakes. Mm. I love that. I love that men- that mentality. And um, it makes me think about choose your own adventure and, mm-hmm. you know, like if then statements and like if you're choosing this and you're choosing this like that, this is the direction of the like your life that you're creating for yourself with every single decision that you make. I'm, I, I love that you said a thousand, thousands of moments because that's mm-hmm. really it. That's all it is. And we can choose whether to stay in bed or to wake up, whether to have the fries or have the salad or to go out with a friend or not. Like there's so many opportunities to make these decisions for ourselves, our best selves. And it may not be 100% great or our highest and best self all the time. Um, But I do think when we have a practice or if if we're going in a direction um, that's where the growth happens and the transformation. And what you've just touched on, choice, the power of choice. You know, there's this great, um, I don't know if it was a TED Talk, maybe it wasn't a TED Talk, but it was a talk by Carolyn Mace. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of her. And she talks about choice mm-hmm. and how that is one of the most powerful, I think she might even say that's the most powerful thing we have. Mm. And that that should be taught at schools because when you actually know that you you get to choose mm-hmm. no one's no one's choosing for you i mean even though they might say well if i've got a gun at my head i'm not, i don't have choice well even in that moment i've never had that done. but there's still a choice mm-hmm. there's a choice in how you react there's a choice in how you hold yourself i mean there is always choice yeah. and when we actually recognize that gives us a lot of power yes yes and if we're making choices that aren't aligned with what we want to create that's when we can look at the stuff okay what has me making choices that are not aligned with the vision I want to create for myself well you know that comes down to what I believe to be true about myself Mm -hmm. whether it's my worth or my like my lack of self-love or my powerlessness or my lack of capacity it's all inside yes yes that is a hundred I love that um it's a it gives you agency where sometimes we may feel like the victim in situations or feel like we have no power or or, or agency over our body or our, our choices just knowing that choice it seems so simple but it's like monumental on an internal level and then mm-hmm. what you touched on was like uh, introspection 
and why am I making certain choices? Just going underneath the surface just a bit to see what's there, what's missing, what can be fortified or nourished or what can be released, what mindsets that no longer serve us. That's that's what this life is really all about. And I think that in in societies across the world and for generations, choices have been made kind of for us or suggested or put upon us to make that may not align with what we actually need as individuals. It may be good for the gander Mm -hmm. (laughs) or Mm -hmm. to make a society Mm -hmm. run quote unquote well, but uh, there Mm -hmm. are certain uh, decisions or ideals that are uh, pushed on societies and people that, you know, we could investigate and break free from if it's Mm -hmm. not what we actually need or desire. Um, And I find that to be a tremendous power, like you're saying. And then what has me think as you're talking is it takes courage Mm. to choose what's right for us, Mm -hmm. particularly when it's going against the way we've been raised or the families or the culture or the society or the country or the systems that we find ourselves in, Mm -hmm. the institutions that we're part of. You know, you look at, let's say right now, at what's going on in the world. Yeah. And we may, you know, those that feel empowered do feel that they have the power to make their choice, but there are plenty of people that don't feel, that are too afraid, that mm-hmm. don't feel empowered to make a choice. So they're choosing what's, what's right or choosing what the masses are saying is right for them. So to be able to stand and make a choice, a powerful choice, I believe it requires a deep, deep self-love. Mm-hmm. Because when we can hold ourselves no matter what and no no matter what, what others think of us in choosing that for ourselves, we've still got our back. Yeah, no matter what. And I've I've seen divorce as a very courageous choice for that very reason, because it's going against all the things that society tells you you're supposed to do or be or have or live. And... Um, you know, we, 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 we're running a program where we're, we're doing the thing that they're telling, like telling us to do or that they reward us for doing and then punish us for when it's not what they like to see. But actually it takes courage to say, I actually don't want this either right now or with this person or for myself, whatever the reason is, it's a very courageous choice to say, this is not for me. And I'm going to go find out what is for me. Mm. And that's, and that's okay. And that's, I think that's the way to go, whatever it is, whether it be a divorce or, or leaving a job or moving out of your state or country, whatever pulls you in the direction of your truth, I think is where we should be following those breadcrumbs. And we don't know what's on the other side of it, but there's also a deep listening that's underneath that courage that allows for intuition to take over and allow mm. for more flow in our lives as opposed to you know running the program here here i've got nothing more to add to that because that's exactly my where i'm at and i you know i think to that that's why it's so important to have these types of conversations mm-hmm. so that other people maybe who aren't in this place can actually hear the truth of it mm-hmm. the truth of these words which is yes it takes courage but ultimately 
if we're not living our truth. I mean, some people, and, and, and there's no judgment, some people will choose because that it's too scary mm-hmm. to live in uncertainty. It's too scary to jump not knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people are afraid. And I get it. I wasn't in a position where I wasn't supported beyond it. So I can't say that I was there. But I do believe, again, that we all have choice. And if something is so misaligned, mm-hmm. then so where I go to is I want my boys, I want to model to my boys what it looks like to love. Mm to come from love, not just love in romantic relationship, but what does it mean to love myself so much that I follow my highest truth? Mm -hmm. Because what do I, you know, I hear parents say, I just want my kids to be happy. Mm. I just want them to be happy. They, they're going to do their thing no matter what. We we can't control it. But if they, if, if we model to them what it looks like to follow, to not sacrifice our dreams, to not sacrifice what's inside of us, mm-hmm. then that gives them permission yes. to do it for themselves. Yes. And that will lead to them feeling happy with their life because they're following their truth. Mm-hmm. They're seeing it happen in real life. They know that it's possible because they're seeing mm. it. I think mm. the, the phrase, I want my children to be happy, there's, 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 uh, implicit separation like I want this for mm. you I may not have the thing I want for you and I may not be modeling that but I do want it for you so I'm going to create circumstances and put you in places to make that happen but the strongest lessons learned are the ones that you see in real life mm. so I totally agree with that totally mm. part of my understandings or my learnings or awakenings from this divorce process is that I'm doing just that with my girls. Um, And I thought about like, do I want to model the wife and like the family and the picture perfect thing? Or do I want to model like living in truth and and living fully and wholeheartedly um, Mm. for young girls who will be women who will also have to make decisions for their lives just as I am. And it actually helped give me more confidence in my decision to leave the marriage um, because that's the greater good. I was so stuck on, I don't want to create this quote unquote broken home. I don't want to break their heart, all these things. But I think a, it's bigger and better for for me to to live in the truth that I know as opposed mm. to suppressing it and just doing it because it looks good or it makes them feel a certain way. So I hope that they do see this <laughs> and understand it as they get older. They're four and six right now. So it's, it's also an, an evolving conversation, you know? Mm. As it is with teenagers, with yeah. teenage boys. Parenting in um, general. <laughs> That, that's right. That's right. I mean, they're, they're different every day. The whole the, the landscape's changing. The dynamics are changing. I'm changing. They're changing. Yeah. We're not the same. We're never showing up the same. So I, I think to be able to show kids that successful relationships aren't based on longevity mm-hmm. is an incredible thing. That you can go through a breakup or whatever word you want to call it and still maintain a relationship, mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to be chaotic. It doesn't have to be fraught with, um, that's been my experience. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've chosen for me and for him. Now, even if my ex-husband had not chosen that, 
I still believe that I would have been able to hold space for him mm-hmm. because my intention was so high and I loved what he had given and the way he'd been inside the relationship of my boys. I was never going, I'm never not going to love him mm. because I feel that my journey took me even beyond loving self to wanting to choose love mm. as a state. Mm. So choosing love as a state changes the way I perceive everyone. That's it's the, beyond it's beyond the identity yeah it's it's the lens through which you see everything mm. through the lens of love you mentioned a little bit about your ex and your relationship um can you talk about what that relationship is now because i know that in our pre-talk we were you mentioned uncouple uncoupling and thriving mm. or doing mm. it with love can you talk about what that's been like or where you are now? So our divorce just came through a week before my turn 50, so only a few weeks ago. So we separated two and a half years ago and we we didn't have a relationship that was fraught in, there was not, not a lot of conflict. In fact, that was probably part of the issue. And I'm, I needed, I wanted to connect. Mm. I'm a communicator and I, you know, for me to connect, you can't leave things in the space mm. because you know, um, to have a connected relationship, it requires vulnerability and it requires the choice to have those hard conversations. Yeah. So I actually went away. I went away at the end of uh, midway through 2018. I went to a meditation retreat and on this, in this <laughs> retreat, third or fourth day, and I went into a four hour meditation and I came out and saw my marriage and realized that I was doing the same thing as my mum had done and that was settle. And I had not, I had, I knew I discovered, like I, I connected with something deep inside me that that knew that I hadn't experienced what I'd experienced to settle. I'd actually come here to create a big life, mm. a full life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not for everyone. And it's not searching for because there's not enough. It's just I'm here, for, like I'm here to experience as much as possible. Yeah. And so I went back and within six weeks, it was very clear that the the relationship was over. And it was, even though we'd been having counselling, I never thought that it was going to end that way because I had kept choosing him Mm -hmm. until something, something greater connected with me to show me very clearly where it was at. And I couldn't go back after that. So in those conversations, which were, because the conflict was internally was, huge because he he's a gorgeous man he's a good man he's a good father Mm. and he'd supported me he'd supported me through my healing so there was such an extraordinary amount of guilt but I said to him in the final in that final conversation when we when we really did realize that was it can we do this with ease and grace Mm -hmm. and he said I don't know how we can do it but if that's what you're suggesting well let's see how we go Mm. and those two goalposts they were like goalposts for me were the things that directed my choices Mm. my 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 reactions um how i approached everything and so there was this constant reminder am i am i doing this with ease and grace Mm -hmm. oh no okay coming but come back in so it meant that you know the way that we talked the the conversations there was just this real generosity um, from both sides, yes. you know, there was a more than a willingness to compromise. It's like, absolutely. How can we make this? Mm-hmm. How can we make this work for both of us? And, um, and 
yes, he's a beautiful man. So it do, it did make things easier yeah. to to create that intention and to follow that path. Um, and so we've really done it. We have done it. I mean, a lot of people look at us and say, wow, you know, yes, you too. I think a big part, Janine, is I've done a lot of work, mm-hmm. a lot of work yeah. on myself. So I continued, I did a lot of healing in that breakup and I have done since a lot to, because I knew that there needed to be because I had stuff going on as we all do in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I was part of the breakdown. It wasn't him. Yes, I might have made the decision, but I knew there were things that were running that I needed to heal mm. for myself and then for future relationships if that was what was going to look like. So we have we co-parent. We do one week on, one week off. We live up the road. We speak regularly. Um, I had an opportunity before, because a lot of grief came up just before the, sep- the divorce came through, mm-hmm. And I have a coach, a relationships coach, and um, she helps, she supports me with parenting and relationships. And she said, why don't you write him a letter and go and acknowledge him for all that he was and all that he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get emotional again. Mm-hmm. I I said to him, I want, he said, do you want me to read? Because I, you know, I'm, I'm a crier. He said, do you want me to read the letter? I said, no, no, I want to read the letter. And because I have such an open heart now, mm-hmm. I feel everything. Yeah very deeply Mm. and I could also my capacity to love and receive love is very different to two and a half years ago Mm. so I read this letter and I was able to acknowledge him for all the extraordinary things you know I was able to say thank you for everything like really everything you tried to do to make me happy Mm -hmm. and you didn't do anything wrong there was nothing you tried everything and it was not about you, it was about me. So really showing, like really allowing him to feel that really it was never about him because mm. I never want to leave him with that feeling yeah. that, you know, I hadn't chosen him. It was that I chose me. Yes, yes, yes. That's a beautiful distinction. Mm. Wonderful. And I've never said it that way, but that's actually what it was. Mm-hmm. It would have been sacrificing enormously so now we um you know he's I just my 50th he came around on my 50th with my partner and the boys and we had dinner together mm. he's come around you know we, we, we're very we're very connected and he's seeing somebody and I you know and I, I knew that he in time because he loves golf I knew in time I said to him you'll meet somebody that loves golf <laughs> he's he's now seeing a woman who runs a golf business yeah. <laughs> of course you are yeah so and he's just a beautiful man he's a beautiful man mm. yeah mm. i love that i love the the conscious uncoupling the goal posts of ease and grace mm. and the the idea because you were in your healing you had the the notion to do it like that because it can go a lot of different ways and you chose that and created an intention and invited him and he's sure he's down <laughs> let's let's give it a go um mm. and you did it together um that's that's powerful uh so you so you were separated for two and a half years how long were you married well, we were together almost 20 years. Okay. Wow. He's seen, you've seen, you've seen each other grow up mm. uh, in a lot of different ways. Mm. I mean, it's such a, 
you know, his um, his mum, who I was really, well, when I say was, I, I was really close to her. Mm-hmm. And she still is still in communication. I'm still in communication with her. She's spoke with my parents last week. And my dad um, was only saying to me last night, oh, I spoke to, you know, um, Heather. She just loves that you're, you two have stayed connected because, mm-hmm. you know, you're very special to her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she she was and she is. She's, she, you know, she witnessed she witnessed so much in in me Mm -hmm. she witnessed she was very involved with my kids incredible um grandmother that doesn't change for me i i wouldn't want it any other way of course the other person can choose not to Mm -hmm. but i do feel that i've done so much work in my relationships because of work changing the relationship with myself that it probably makes it easier for people to want to stay in relationship with me Mm, 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 mm. I totally get that. It's it's almost like you're radiating love and also attracting it uh, in mm. your direction. And that's such a wonderful, sounds very peaceful place to be. Um, mm. You And you wrote him a letter. This is the second time I've heard this letter um, idea uh-huh. to send kind of in retrospect where it, there's an acknowledgement of the other person and also accountability on your side, which is such a wonderful way to kind of put a button on that chapter and also transition transition into the relationship you have now. It's just a different dynamic, but you're still Mm -hmm. in relationship with each other Uh, Mm -hmm. and just in a different way. And you know, when you have kids, mm-hmm. you you know this. You you want you want that, yeah. Because you want that for your girls, and I want that for my boys. Mm-hmm. I, I I I cannot imagine what it would be like to be in a relationship that was so. There was, I mean, it's happening all around us. And I think the thing is, this is why I'm so passionate about people doing the work so that they don't reach a point that they've stayed in a relationship and then it becomes very dysfunctional Mm -hmm. and very toxic and people do things that they are going to find it hard to you know hard to forgive yeah it's like the point Mm -hmm. of no return if you are not centering yourself or really understanding what's what's going on with you you can make decisions Mm -hmm. and choices that could be irreparable and essentially it's a form of sabotage isn't it because Mm -hmm. you know unless you're able to actually own it then you'll behave and do something that will cause a breakdown and then and then for a lot of people there's no turning back and that's when kids get affected but if we can model to our kids what it looks like because there are going to be through through as a result of the pandemic there's going to be i mean there already is there's Mm -hmm. a i was speaking to a woman yesterday said there's a 43 percent rise in divorce Mm. right in america Mm -hmm. in the last 12 months i don't know what australia is but um i think this is such an incredible thing for women that have been able to do it in the ways that we are doing it to support or to provide resources and information where they've got access to seek if something else can be done can Mm -hmm. be done differently so you mentioned that you are seeing a relationship coach are you also yeah. a coach? You coach. You have clients. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. And there's a there's a method that you it's like a 90-day method mm. from going Can you just can you say the line cuz I'm I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> it's like going from Going from going from 
I want to say brokenhearted, which to me is disconnected. It's not. Mm. It's not living your truth. Mm. It's most of the women that I have worked with. They're not all on the other side. I don't work with people that are going through a breakup. There's too much chaos. Okay. Um, so I either work with people who are feeling lonely yeah. and questioning. May not be questioning, but it might be just questioning themselves. But often it's questioning their intimate relationship. Yeah. They're afraid of their feelings. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. They're not in connection with their feelings. They're not in connection with their intuition. Mm-hmm. And so that's living out of the whole. That's not living in your whole. That's not living from your whole heart. That's yeah. brokenhearted. To me, that's brokenhearted. Yeah. And so it's a journey from coming, recognizing where you are, mm-hmm. where you are right now to looking at the beliefs and the stories and what you continue to recreate for yourself that's actually not working. Mm. By seeing that, then you have the power to see that actually connect with a vision for what it is that you do want, whether that's a vision for your relationships, a vision for what you want to be doing in your life. It, once we know that there's, we're always operating from one of two places, we're either creating from our egos, you know, feeling like we're not enough or we're not capable or powerless mm-hmm. or creating from love our hearts, mm. then we can take the power back and start to create something for ourselves. So it's a process of really looking at and then allowing themselves to letting themselves have what they love, mm. which is a big piece of the puzzle because most people don't let themselves have what it is that's inside them. Yeah. And, and then the last is um, how expressing how to actually express where, where they are on their journey of actually being able to express that, how they're going to express that. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a very, it is a very intense container. And I was looking at opening up a group, but the work that I'm doing one-on-one is so deep mm. and it requires deep vulnerability and it not deep. It requires vulnerability. And most people, most women that I work with, all women I work with, you know, they come to it and Initially, they're even afraid for me to see them mm. and they're, it doesn't take long. And every single woman that I've worked with has said the same thing. And that is, I've never seen, I've never felt seen and heard and understood the way I do with you. You see me like no one has seen me. Mm. And I, I feel that that is such a beautiful reflection for me. And I do receive and acknowledge that. Mm because I've done the work in being able to create a clean space for me where I see me, Mm -hmm. I hear me, Mm -hmm. I understand me, and I know that everything that isn't love is an illusion. Mm. And so when I see somebody else, I see so clearly and so sharply their potential. I see their essence. Mm -hmm. And then I can help them see what's actually standing, blocking them from realising that. And so it's a process. And and I think what I love about this body of work that I've created, it's taken me 14 years. I've really just, it's been created from what, what has been the process to bring me back to living and loving from my whole heart. And so I use my work, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. going through, okay, what part of my process do I need to anchor back in? Yeah. So it's, yeah. And it's been an incredible journey because from a big part of my you know, even 10 years, I was constantly seeking outside of me for the answers. You know, this person will know more and this mm-hmm, book will know more. Mm-hmm. And I was devaluing and I was always here. And the gurus, I had so many gurus. Mm. Now 
I don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a very loving place to be and to create. Um, I keep hearing the theme of love. Mm -hmm. And you're like, as you're talking, I feel like she's like a miracle worker. And it sounds so fantastical, but what you're doing with your one-on-one -on -one clients is liberating them and giving them a mirror to see themselves. And if you have done the work to see through the eyes of love and they just can't see it yet, maybe their, their glasses are a little dusty at the moment, like your ability to have them see clearly themselves it makes them invincible. Like once you're actually connected to you and your truth and you're not seeking anything else from anywhere else, you're standing in your power. You are self-possessed mm. and you can create <laughs> anything from that place, anything. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yes, you are self. That's such a great way of, of communicating. That's exactly what it feels like. Mm -hmm. It's not all the time. I really just want to preface this. I don't feel it. I just want to say I'm not invincible. Yeah. I, I'm human. So I'm not like this all the time. Mm -hmm. But the more I am in it, mm -hmm. the more connected I am in it the more I'm expanding into love, which mm -hmm. is every time I meet my fears, my doubts, my confusion, my humanity with love, I expand more and more mm -hmm. and more. And, you know, I, I talk about the heart a lot because obviously I've created the whole heart, but I, that is my intention. And because I have such an incredible relationship with my heart now, I feel the ways of like, I, I know, you know, we know so much about the heart and the energy of the heart. Mm -hmm. I feel even as I'm talking more and more, the actual waves of energy that are emanating from my heart out into the world. So I'm at that point now that I know that a lot of what I say is not even as important as my frequency mm. and how coherent my mind and heart are. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, um, I think that choosing choosing to return to your heart, choosing to return to you is actually the most powerful gift we can give this world, this planet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, thank you for that. And it's very, um, if you know the, the teachings of Eckhart Tolle, he talks a lot about how just going through a tough time, I'm just really simplifying it, <laughs> going mm. through a tough time is what gets us to the almost the next level of evolution like we grow mm. from the roughest parts we grow when it's hard we grow when we have the like our lowest low like that's the mm. point of where transformation actually starts and mm. can turn into something beautiful if you allow it like if you're able to come out of that then that that's how we transform ourselves and humanity as a whole so yes, we are all human and we all have things that we go through and learning through um, mm. all the time. What I like about, uh, what I'm learning about coaching in general, it's like I've gone through something that you may are going through. I'm just a few steps ahead of you and I'm just reaching back to help you get here too. Mm. And it, it, it's not, 
it's not any magical thing. It's just like just being a human being. I found some some level of freedom, and I want that for other people too. Mm-hmm. Very humanitarian, if uh, mm. for, for lack of a better term. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, totally with you on that. I I feel like, you know, I had a I um a, a new client came on board yesterday, and she said, oh. You know, I still, I feel like you're here and I'm here. Yeah. And I said, well, that's interesting, isn't it? I said, just notice that because you know that that's not my perception of this. Mm. That's your perception. So this will be going on throughout, you know, all I am literally here to show you, to remind you, mm. to guide you mm-hmm. like somebody, like others have done for me. Right. That's it. And I'm a massive believer in, for me, because I'm so deeply, just so, you know, one of my top values is growth. And so I I do believe in investing. And so I, you know, coaching and, and mentoring for me is probably something that I will do for years. Yeah. I get so much joy from it. Yeah. Therapy has been like the best hour of my week type of thing. <laughs> like every yeah. single time. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm. so you had a meditation retreat. I'm thinking about your healing modalities that you've, um, Mm. you've had over the years. Um, Yeah. Can you talk about? So I had, yeah. So I I studied kinesiology. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of kinesiology, but I studied that as a result of my first experience with this woman, who was a kinesiologist. Mm. And so I realized I thought I was going to be a kinesiologist, but a big part of that was my healing. Okay, yeah. So I spent three years learning and I did see clients for a while, but I knew inside me that there was something more. I mean, what I've realized is it's my voice, that that's mm. that I'm here to communicate, mm. um, whether that's in verbal or, or writing. So that was, a, that was great. So the kinesiology, then I went and did, I studied EFT, emotional mm-hmm. freedom technique, and I, and I did um, one, two, and three of that. So I love, I love tapping. I don't use it a lot anymore. I used it a lot for a number of years. It was very, very healing. Mm. Um, Nowadays, I'm a Vedic meditator, so I have a mantra-based meditation that I do twice a day. Mm. I use, as I said, music and movement is a big part of my, is is a form of medicine, and I get so much out of it. I find I liberate my emotional state really, really well with powerful music and Mm. I mean, I, it's just fascinating. The music that comes on, like I don't choose the music. I have, I've actually got a playlist for the whole heart of woman and the right music will come on and it'll take me into the depths of, you know, my sadness so I can access that and liberate mm. it or to the heights of, you know, celebration and gratitude and appreciation. So yeah. that's amazing. Um, and then breath, like I constantly coming back to my breath and consciously breathing and and then the other thing that I do throughout the day many, 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 many times is come back to my heart. Mm. Okay, where are we at? Feel my heart out of my head. How am I? What do I need? Where am I going? Just re- re-anchor. Mm-hmm. Wow. Those are powerful things. And I love mm. how, how it's connected to the body. Just the thing you're born with like you were born with mm. the tools um mm-hmm. the vessel for your mm. own healing you know you mm. pick up some modalities here and there uh, but what i know of kinesiology and eft and even like somatic it's not too far off um mm. mm-hmm. uh, it's all about your body 
and checking in with yourself um, and healing it and also getting emotions out of your body. Mm. Joyous mm. ones or sad ones, mm. like just getting them out of your body and clearing the mm -hmm. space and mm. just being whole within yourself. Mm. And that if that's not an affirmation of I am enough, I don't I don't know what is. Mm. Um, mm. I I love I love hearing all the things that you've done or are and are doing currently um, to maintain mm. the practice of coming back to yourself um, mm. because it's actually it is a practice it's not a mm. one and done the light switch is on now it's on forever it's mm. actually a, a come back to it's those thousands of choices and decisions throughout the day throughout your life and I, I wish this type of healing for everyone honestly mm. so thank you for sharing all of the above all of the above mm. it's beautiful to hear and experience and bear witness to and also to have it shared and spread to other people to hear as well mm. I usually wrap up my episodes with a question slash open-ended statement so mm. I'd love you to finish the sentence Thanks, divorce, for whatever you see fit. I've got into my head, so I'm going to drop into my heart because what came to me, and it is, for helping me return to my heart. Mm. For leading me, returning me home mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. For returning me home to me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because everything's everything's come from that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes, I feel I feel that. Mm. Sometimes I wish it was like stronger words than the thing I'm saying out loud. Like sometimes words are not enough. <laughs> it's so true because I'm <laughs> as I'm saying I'm like, but that's been. It seems so simple. It sounds so simple, mm -hmm. but it's such, it's been such an incredible journey home mm -hmm. and returning home and coming back and like feeling at home mm -hmm. there that until you do, you journey back home and return home to self, it's, it sounds, yeah, it, it the words don't give it, don't, words don't give it justice. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard somewhere that like, language is the lowest form of communication because it's so limiting or limited and i find that to be true sometimes when i have i think stronger emotions than the words can really convey mm. but because i i'm in the process of divorce and i have had some level of like returning to home i i feel it i grasp it i understand it i i love to hear you say it and and embody that and it's such a true statement that's accessible and possible if we open ourselves up to it. So thank you so much. That was a, it was just a few words, but a very powerful, powerful sentiment shared. Thank you, Janine. I've so enjoyed this connection and being in conversation. I am, um, I look forward to witnessing what's going to, how your life will unfold as a result of your divorce. Mm, thank you. Mm -hmm. I received that. I look forward to it too. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I am I'm definitely mm-hmm. open to all the possibilities. Um, mm-hmm. And I love what, what's, I love how it's unfolding, like the whole mm-hmm. process, not pretty, every part of it, I could say that, mm-hmm. but just like bird's eye view, this is a, like a bounty of juicy experiences mm-hmm. that, that I feel better for just as mm. that's as simple as I can put it I just feel better for it mm. so I just wanted to breathe <laughs> yeah this conversation has felt like a a nice deep sigh and like a relaxing of the shoulders and a. Mm. I can only imagine what it's like to be your client <laughs> no that's a beautiful thing to say thank you like a beautiful thing to say I love I'm very very deliberate with the people I work with because it is such a it's a it's it's a loving relationship Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah it really is and and I'm so invested and committed to the work with them so it needs to feel yeah feel right inside me Mm mm-hmm well thank you so so much this has been another episode of thanks divorce and i've been here with lisa winicky you can find her at lisawinicky.com i will have her information in the show notes and uh definitely contact her she sounds amazing don't you think (laughs) Um, thanks again and i will see you uh, for another episode of thanks divorce next week take care If you liked this episode or you gained any insight whatsoever, take the time to like, subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review. All of the above would be appreciated. Thank you so, so much.